Welcome to I Love My Club By with me, your host, Seamus Barry, the podcast that gives you the insight into our local games of hurling and camogie. Join us as we take a look at some of the characters around the county on I Love My Club By. I'm delighted to say we're in the Riverside Cottage this evening and we're going to be previewing Ballygunner versus Ballyhale. We have Fergal Hartley, we have Andy Maloney, and we have Jerry Cullinan, as he told me beforehand to make sure I got it right. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. It's a, a pleasure to have you here. Um, I suppose we'll start off, Fergal, with yourself. Uh, Ballygunner's journey so far, I suppose they got a big test the last day, probably got pushed most they did. Uh, would you say they take great confidence from the last day? Uh, yeah, but I think they'll take great confidence from the whole year. Uh, I mean, another year unbeaten in Watford, and I mean, every game so far, it's come different ways, and they've, anything that was put at them, they've passed every test with flying colours, really. It, from the Lockmore game in difficult conditions to you know, Kilmanock, which we expected was going to be a huge test. And, and it was a test, but Limerick champions now, you know, the Limerick champions would always believe in themselves they're going to be All-Ireland champions. That's the way they are now and the same as Kilkenny would have in the past. The best team in Limerick is often regarded as going to be the best team in the country and, and, and obviously we bet Kilmanock with ease in the end. So, and Slotnil was always going to be a different test in Parnell Park. It's a horrible place to go. It's just a horrible place to go in every respect, in terms of where it's located, in terms of everything about it. It's tight, it's condensed. There's nothing good about Parnell Park other than we got out of there with a win. And that's been the way for years. Like I've never like going there to play, to watch a game, anything. And it's a Northern team coming down, and Northern teams are a different prospect. Uh, so it was a different challenge, and again, but no matter what challenge we put up to the lads, they pass with flying colours. And Jerry, I suppose to yourself then, the journey, like Fergal said, another unbeaten year in Waterford. Do you think sometimes that does Ballygunner disadvantage with maybe the competition not being as strong and then they only get tested when they come outside of Waterford? Uh, could I say, first of all, Seamus, that it's a great honour for me to be sitting here with a legend on my left and another legend on my right. <laughs> uh, uh, to answer your question... I'm sure about both. I'm sure about both, uh, Fergal, yeah. Um, just to answer your question, now, I wouldn't agree with that, Seamus. I think, I think, it's, uh, uh, I think if, you, if you go through all the matches that Ballygunner played in the championship this year, there was one game that they were looking to win above all, and that was against Mount Sinai in the in the Waterford semi-final. And indeed, Mount Sinai had chances at the very end. They they had a chance of levelling. They went for a goal, went barely wide. Although I think Saki would have saved it if, if it was just inside the the post. But uh, had they got a point, they had the momentum at that stage. Had they got had they gone for a point and levelled it, then the, the the momentum was probably with them. But in fairness to our lads, they, they, you know, they, they scored two, two good points at the end, which uh, showed really that they, could, they, they can perform when the, pressure, when the pressure is on. I suppose it's also say that For My Water in the quarterfinal were a point ahead uh, at half time. So like, they, they're, they're, like while the, the, the final was, was, a, was an easy win over Rowan Moore, but I think that's probably because Rowan Moore, it was, a, it was a big hype for Rowan Moore to be in the final after so many years, and they didn't. They didn't perform on on, on the day. Uh, I suppose you could say similar last year when when uh, when we played <laughs> passage in the final. They they probably um, just the, the occasion. I suppose was was a bit uh, might have been a bit too much for them. So we there have been tough games in Waterford, and while uh, we've won uh, eight championships in a row, nearly every year there's one 
there's one difficult game and uh, you know it stands to us when 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 we when the, when the team goes on to play in in Munster and with that Andy I suppose then you look at the Mount Sion game I suppose coming through that and then winning what for the last eight years in a row as we said the big day is the, the All-Ireland final day and it's the first one in the club's history do you think the lads have enough of big days behind them that they won't be going in nervous like you said the occasion got to roll more maybe passage last year do you think Ballygunner will be phased by an All-Ireland final day? Um, I wouldn't think so because I just think the last couple of years in fairness to this team they've been uh, you know what I mean they've, they've really put their head down um, like most other club teams are probably training three or four nights a week these lads are probably training six nights a week and they're, you know, they're getting the reward for it. Um, they played a good few Munster club finals as well, this team, um, and I've been unlucky in a few occasions, probably with the likes in the Piercyk um, and these type, of, these type of teams. So, look, they have the experience behind them. There's a lot of experience through, that, through, that set, through the middle of that team, and we were just talking about beforehand, like, you know, the team has evolved and changed itself over the last couple of years as well. Even in the last eight, when you look at the, the, the one they won first and then to the one they won last year, there's probably about seven or eight changes as well, you know. So all those players are getting experience the whole time. You mentioned the Waterford Championship. You know, yeah, okay, they, they, they've won a few, I suppose, easy one, easier ones, I suppose. And then they've, as Jerry said, they've come across a couple of teams that have nearly taken them in the quarter-final, semi-final stage. That all stands, you know, and it, I suppose it allows to, the club as well, to the team to try new players as well as the year goes on, you know. So, look, we have a very strong panel of players and... Um, I don't think they'll be phased by this, you know what I mean? I think, if anything, this is what they've been getting ready for for the last probably five, six years, you know? And, and on that, Fergal, looking at it, you're talking about strength within the team. It's probably one of the only club teams that generally have two or three inter-county players in every line at some level. Yeah, I suppose uh, between under-20s and guys who played minor and former players, I mean, you know, Philip Manny's not a current inter-county player, but, you know... For, yeah, absolutely. Same with Barry Coughlin and, 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 and so on. So in every line. Um, but I think if you ever look through any team that wins Munster Club or an All-Ireland, generally that's the case. I mean, you know, you, 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 you need exceptional teams to, to win an All-Ireland. Um, and I think there's two exceptional teams in the final, and that's the problem. There's two of them. It's not just one of them. That's the problem. Um, but yeah, Ballygunner, I think, at the moment are... are are one of the best teams in the country for sure. I, well, my view is the two best teams in the country are in the final at the moment, uh, but we're up against you know the most successful team, a club of all time. I mean, going for three in a row, um, you know, not that there's need, you need a motivation when you get to an all Ireland final, but geez, if ever a team was going to be motivated to, to make history, uh, to, to, it's it's Ballyhale. So yeah, look, we've strength right throughout the team, absolutely. But at this stage. That's what you're going to come up against. I mean, if you go back, as Andy said, to the likes of the cooler teams, the Napiersic, the Napiersic the one of the best club teams I've ever seen. And right through it, they'd afford it, a full inter county forward, not just a current or past or underage, at a full inter county forward who are on, you know, on, on the Limerick panel and whatnot. And that's the caliber teams you're going to come If you're going to be able to win in All Ireland, you're going to have to play against, be as good as that and play against teams as good as that. So. And Jerry, as Fergal mentioned, and Andy's already said prior, Seven players, seven, eight players have the teams from nearly every county final looking back over them. There seems to be every year there's two or three young fellas brought through. That obviously is to do with coaching underage and calibre of player that's in the club, but they must take great credit of the players keep coming through and keep producing every year in Ballygunner. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's certainly Seamus. Uh, like the coaching that goes on right from, I suppose, from the beginners all the way up to, to, to minor level is, is top class. We're, we're very fortunate 
uh, and again to refer to the to the two people on, on each side they're both involved in, in in underage teams as indeed as indeed a lot many of the teams of the of the, of the 90s that won five championships in the 90s three, including a three in a row so many of those players are involved uh, coaching teams are involved in teams and the teams have been we have been very successful at, at underage and uh, every year there's there a couple of good players will have come onto this come onto the scene uh, for example uh, Ronan Power uh, this year now I, I, I think they were uh, when Ronan was 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 a minor at under 17 that's in, in, uh, in uh, 2019 he wasn't on the Waterford minor panel I think there was probably six Ballygunner lads on the on the panel but but uh, he has improved uh, since then he was obviously on the Waterford under 20 team uh, when they played back in, in, in June, I think they played, and played very well. And every game, with every game that he's played, he's getting better and better. He might have been as good uh, in the semi-final as he had been previously, but his performances in, in, in the championship have been, have been excellent for, for a fella that's, that's only 19 years of age. He's, just to give one example of, an, of a new player coming on, and obviously you, could, you take um, Kevin, Kevin Manny and Paddy, and Paddy Levy are just one year older than him, and Paddy has been there. He was there in, in 2019. This is, you know, I think he's a veteran at this stage, but but he's still a very young player, as indeed is is, is Kevin. I actually, I had a, a friend of mine said it to me. We were watching Passage play Ballygunner in under 20 final this year, and someone said to me, Paddy Levy must be five or six years over age. Mm. They couldn't believe because he just seems to be around for it, so it does, long. Yeah, yeah. And even in that match itself, I suppose you had a uh, young Patrick Fitzgerald. And you've Harry Rudlin on the scene now as well. Jake Foley is there. So players are constantly coming through. Uh, one player I will refer to, and I, Desi, since he came back from Brighton, I think he's just been exceptional. His footwork, the movement he has, his awareness is just a natural talent. But for me, the main player since he's come back from injury and he's transformed his game, uh, I don't know about you, Andy, but it's Podrick Manny. He was exceptional the last day. Yeah, he's very good. Like actually, look, Porrick has has been, you know, probably playing since 2000. I don't know what, 2010, I suppose. Really, you know, he's a lot of hurling done, you know. And um, I said the big thing about Porrick is his spatial awareness. You know, he he knows exactly where everyone is around him. Um, like even, you know, there's not many players who put that pass to Peter Hogan that created a goal the last day against Loch Neal. Porrick saw that, you know, and he was looking the other way, you know. So. Look, he's a big player, but I think Porig and Daisy work very well together, you know, and you can see it straight off the tube early in sync the whole time that, you know, when Porig gets the ball, Desi's moving and, um, and and vice versa, you know, Desi picks him out as well. for. But like what I like, uh, the way the lads are playing at the moment is the player in the better position gets the ball. So like, you know, they're running in with, with the ball. Mikey Manny had a chance of taking a shot the last day and he saw Billy O'Keefe right on the edge of the square passed it to him he could you know he, you wouldn't have been, he would have been forgiven for taking a shot himself but like he did the right thing he gave the ball to the man in the right position so I think that's standing to the lads and it was the same with Peter Hogan he gave that ball to, to Billy O'Keefe as well for, for, the, for the goal so look that's the big thing it's a kind of you know I know you can pick out individual players and look every, every I suppose team at this level ha- have individual players that stand out but I think what makes um, Belly Gunner the team that they are is the sum of the parts and you can see that, you know, when it comes from the club games here in the county, but also when it goes into Munster, you can see that the lads are really playing for themselves. And look, as I said, you asked me a question at the start, will they, will they probably be nervous or whatever overall by this occasion? The lads have been building for this nearly for, you know, six to eight years, you can nearly say, and, and um, you know, they know what they want. And 
I suppose it's kind of now or never really for a few of them and you know I think they're going to give a good account to themselves and if they turn up and play like they did against Slough Neal I think um, they'll, they'll be belayed and uh, Fergal mentioned Peter Hogan there fitness levels for me Peter's fitness levels have gone through the roof since his transition into midfield with Waterford and now playing the role of Bally Gunner and he's I suppose this kind of templated Limerick style he's up and down the field he's linking up play uh, fitness levels since your days I know you're 50 tomorrow so I said I'd sneak it in Fit, fitness levels since your days do you see a massive change in the game from when it was when you played man Seamus thanks, thanks for that introduction background noise there yeah background noise there yeah 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 um Funny thing, tra- tra- training has changed completely, and 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 I was actually only uh, thinking about it this week in terms of um, we 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 won Munster in two thousand one. Andy's first year with the club, we won Munster in two thousand one. But we we just yeah, we were trying to win it for six or seven years, and Maloney arrived, and uh, and I mean I, I was going to say anyway, made a big impact, made a big impact. I think he actually scored a point that day. That's right, yeah. Uh, was always good for one chip. He'll tell you. I saw him over twenty twenty one years. Years he's talking about, right? And and, and he and, and he does a he got a goal against Dora Bearfield then and did a kind of a Balotelli kind of a celebration after this kind of thing, like right. But um, but even back then we played Tumi Var in the Munster semi final and we drew with them and we were playing the replay. I think it was the following weekend, uh, but certainly two weeks ago. But I think it was the following weekend that we stopped yeah. off in Paul Muck on the way back and it was only supposed to be a couple of points and uh, we got the we got the salad sandwiches and uh, and, uh, salty, and the salty, 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 and sure Jizz ended up in a full on session. Like, but that's the difference, I suppose, between now and 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 then. Like, obviously, that's that just. It's unthinkable now, like so. right? But it's great fun now. It's a great crack, but it's unthinkable now, like. But the one thing I will say though about uh, fitness, the game has come on in every in every facet of the game, right? Every facet and uh, strength and skill and tactically and so on. The one thing I will say though is that um, back even back then and, and even before that, uh, I probably came from the Gerlach Nan era in in Clare, where you know training was designed to be torture, and so it was massively intense. Like in, I, I'd actually say it was more intense in terms of the volume. Now, it wasn't nearly as scientific. It wasn't nearly as worthwhile. But like training sessions were torture at times. Like right, I think it's gone more scientific now. So I'd say fitness levels actually were very high back then. Everything else, strength, conditioning, um, tactical, technical. You know, every facet of the game has, has moved on leaps and bounds. But I think fitness levels were huge back then. Or we had a few points along the way as well, like you know. And Jerry, a lot of people. There's always a lot of talk now in recent years about the professionalism coming into the game, even though it's still an amateur game. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes from players, like Fergal was just mentioning. You know, you've strength and condition, you've nutrition, fell asleep is monitored, GPS trackers for games. Is there a sense of enjoyment is getting taken out of the game? That's a good question, Seamus. Um, well, certainly, you'd probably think there 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 would be. But in relation to, to our team, certainly not, because I, I'm up at the training sessions all the time and uh, there's a great buzz about them and the players are definitely enjoying it. They're enjoying everything. I know they make, they have to make big sacrifices and they have, but they never complain. And I feel it's probably because they, they see there are rewards at the end of it if you, if, you, if you do what you're supposed to do and do all these things right. I mean, Christmas was would have been difficult, for, you know, for them, 
especially you know the Christmas situation. You, you're, you, we weren't even. We, we only had played a Munster semi-final a few weeks beforehand. Munster final coming up a few weeks later. Um, I, I think even, I think going back to to um, um, the, the 2001, 2002, where the two boys were playing. I I, I feel having won the Munster final then which I think was probably had been in early December, uh, I'd say there was a break taken, wouldn't have you right there, lads, for <laughs> 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 good Christmas. Good Christmas. And then uh, it probably took a while to get back to, to maybe half the level of, of, of fitness, for preparedness for the All-Ireland semi-final. The old sleep monitors were off. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were. <laughs> they they worked away on their feet. I'd say they broke the, the Richter scale, I'd say, <laughs> at that time. But, but certainly from looking at, at our team now, they're enjoying every minute of it, and they're, they're very happy to make the sacrifices that they undoubtedly will. And now, win or lose on Sunday, Sunday week, win or lose... You know they will be finished then, and then they can they can certainly let off a bit of steam for God knows how long, what length of time, but they will, and so that it'll be well worth it at the end so, of yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah. Andy, what would it mean to this group of players? Obviously, you've Shane O'Sullivan still involved. You have Stephen O'Keefe, you have Barry Coughlin, Philip Manny, um, Barry O'Sullivan, of course, is still involved. Uh, I know there's a few other players flown around on the panel. Fellas, they've been at it a long time. What would it mean for them to get that all Ireland? Oh sure, look, to mean the world to them, right? That's what they've given up their, I suppose, their last 10 years, really, to, to try and achieve, really, you know. Um, I suppose it would mean a lot to the local local area as well, you know. It's like, it's the... And the players kind of, you know, have kind of referenced that a good few times, I think, over the last couple of weeks as well, you know. It's not just, um, I suppose, they're doing it for themselves, but they're also doing it for the, the local area here, you know. Um, Look, it would mean everything for the lads. It mean a lot to us as well, you know, because I suppose there's not many people walking around with, a, with an All-Ireland medal in their pocket. And, you know, definitely in the, in the club All-Ireland, it's kind of something special because, um, you know, these are lads that are playing on the one team or more or less have come up along together, you know, um, since they were young fellas. And, and I suppose really to, you know, for, them all, for all of them to come at the one time um, and I suppose given the last eight years that the, that the club has achieved success, um, this would be the pinnacle of it really just to cap it off you know and with that Fergal buzz around the area um, you know you see flags out and you see bunting and I've seen a lot of uh, social media presence from Ballygunner themselves there must be a great buzz around the area sure look it's our uh, we're, we're club 65 years old and it's our first time in the Ireland finals it's, it's just it's, but dreams are made of really like and and, and you know, and it, it is a worthwhile point. I think Andy made it. You know, it's it's the All Ireland Club final. It's not the All Ireland Senior Hurling final. It's the All Ireland Club final, and it's a massive club effort. Like right, and I think absolutely the the lads fully get that and fully appreciate that. And like you know, you, you don't get a team to an All Ireland final unless everything has been done right for a hell of a long time. Like and uh, uh, you know, down to things like you know, and, and, and Jerry as chairman was, was driving this, you know, we wanted to make sure we had floodlights ready for the off-season this year so as the lads could properly prepare and those floodlights cost a hell of a lot of money but that's the kind of the club I think that, and Ferris as I say, Jerry is the man at the helm and he, 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 he steers the ship and that's the kind of club that I think Ballygunner is that, you know, it's not just about what the, the senior players are doing, There's, that effort has been put in all the way down through the ages and through the committees and there's a huge number of committees and a huge number of people involved and 
you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but no stone is left unturned and has no stone has been left unturned by a huge number of people. And look, the reality is getting a team to an all Ireland final, whether it is the popular thing to say or not, costs a lot of money. Uh, and that money has to be raised as well. And there's a huge machine goes on behind this team, so it's a club effort. Uh, and I think, please God, if we can, uh, if we can, if we can go up the steps, you know, it won't be thirty lads going up the steps. It'll be, it'll be hundreds of people. You know, that's 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 what it's about. That's the way it should be. Um, that's what clubs are about. That's this is this is. Uh, it's huge. It's 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 you know it's the thing you dream of when you're when you're that age. I mean, and and, and you know, having played county, there's no question. There's a gap and the difference between club and county, and and and, and your club does come first. Ultimately, it's where you start. It's where you finish. That's where all your efforts go, and uh, there's something special about all Ireland Club Final Day. Pity it's not Patrick's Day. I used to love it when it's on Patrick's Day. It was just a, it was a thing. Patrick's Day was all Ireland Club Final Day, and you know it's a great day to go out and have a few pints and all that kind of stuff. Although my daughter, I had one daughter born on a Patrick's Day, so that put an end to that. Actually, she was born during the All Ireland Final. Mm. Uh, Port Dumna won it that year, and um, she just couldn't see the whole, <laughs> get to see the whole thing, like right. But there's a, that was a special day. But it's, regardless what day it's played, it doesn't matter if it's played on the Monday at, at half nine in the morning. The other internal club final is, is where you want to be. And looking at your opponents, Jerry, the famous Ballyhale, very small population. You'd wonder how they do it every year and producing. They have players that you would say coming to the render career. TJ Reid, Colin Fenley. Last day, TJ got that goal. They had a, a tricky battle against St. Thomas's. Would you reckon Ballygunner will go out with their own plan or will they go out with a plan to stop the likes of Colin Fenley and TJ Reid? I'd say primarily they'll go out. Uh, with their own plan, but obviously you're, you're, they're, not, they're not fooled. They're aware of of the of the opposition, and uh, Ballyhale have top players in in every position, but particularly their their forward line. I mean, you mentioned uh, I mean T.J. Reid, who's probably been the best hurler in Ireland over the last six or seven years. Um, he might be moving on now, but he's still. He's still lethal forward, and you saw what happened. The two chances he got, the penalty and the, and the free at the end. And uh, certainly, if Benny Gunner are one, well, if they're one point uh, behind, uh, ahead, coming up to the end, maybe that might be better than being two or th- two behind. <laughs> because if you're two behind, TJ, they'd be going for goals. Colin Fenley is a very dangerous forward. And if Colin Fenley gets the ball in front of the screen, he's only go, there's only one way he's going to go. And bear in mind as well, uh, Adrian Mullen is a top-class forward. And when we played them uh, in the semi-final a couple of years ago, the, 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 the best player they had, the best forward they had, who has subsequently been Young Hurler of the Year in Ireland twice, uh, Young Cody. So like they, they, they have a lethal forward line, but they also have top-class players in, 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 in the back line and at midfield and a very solid goalkeeper. So they're, they're, they're a very, very strong team. And while people have said uh, they were lucky in the semi-final, and they were lucky, and they were also lucky against St. Rhinos in the, in, the, um, in the Leinster semi-final, but look at, the, look at the score they put up in the Leinster final. So like, if, you, if you don't keep an eye on their, on their players, then obviously you, you, you can forget about it. And on that own, Cody scored 1-4 the last time the two teams met. And you also, you look, I know Colin Fenley will be full forward, but he probably on one of the best man markers that I've seen in Club Hurling in Waterford. And Barry Cochran, mm-hmm. you have Stephen in behind him. Stephen runs the whole show in my eyes. I think he's a vital part of it. I think Barry could 
almost nullify Colin. Do you think Philip will follow TJ or will TJ sit up, Philip? Um, I suppose it's hard to know where they're going to line out, really. Um, yeah, sure, look, Philip marked, like, I think it was, a, what year was it, 2018, was it? 2018, yeah, yeah. Like, so Philip, Philip marked TJ before and Barry marked, um, and marked Colin yeah. and they were held scoreless, if I'm right. Uh, both players were held scoreless, so like it's well within the capacity of the lads to do that. You know what I mean? Um, I'd agree with Jerry to the point, like that. You know, I think it's important for our lads to go out and hurl their own game as well, because I think you know, I suppose if anything we learned over you know a good couple of years is you know sometimes you can over over concentrate on the on the, on the on the opposition to the point where you're actually nearly conceding ground to them before you even start. So like I'd be all for go out and try and you know obviously. You know, keep an eye on the danger man, but go out and try and stamp your authority on the game. And I'd be hoping the lads would do that next year because you know the lads have a certain style of play, and it's worked for them all the way through to 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 get to this final. Like why change? Why change now? You know, um, and that for me would be like say if, if it's a case that TJ is Mark and Philip, I don't think um, Philip will have any any problems there. Sure, they marked each other before at inter-county level. They've marked each other now at club level as well. So. It's nothing new for either Barry or Philip to, to, to take on those two men, you know. The, an interesting point, I suppose before the semi-finals were played, everyone was talking about Ballygunner, Ballyhale final. And you mentioned the Fergal earlier. They are the two best club teams within Ireland, I think, in the last couple of years. Ballygunner have been unlucky with runs and Munster and stuff like that. And Ballyhale have been there, you know, three in a row. I think everyone, it's the final everyone wanted to see when everyone came out of their, their own counties and we looked at it, Munster and Leinster, everyone had a little eye on how are Ballygunner getting on, how are Ballyhale getting on. And I think for a neutral, even I'm only out the road, it is the final I want to see. And I think everyone is the same and everyone's really looking forward to it. It kind of adds to the occasion that you're playing probably their best club team. Yeah, and I think there's been a re- some really, really top teams around in the last couple of years, Kula and the Piercing and so on, right? And when a couple of teams have been that round like that for a while, yeah, they, they'd be sure most of the players on both teams are, are nearly household names in Hurland, despite being, 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 being club players. So, yeah, I think it's 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 it'll be a hugely exciting game. Just going back to the point that Andy made, or, or the question you asked, I think that's actually going to be the real catch-22 and the real key to the whole thing is is, is if, if TJ lines out at centre-forward and like TJ in my view is arguably there's an argument that says he's the best runner of all time if people say Henry Sheffield is the best runner and I would, wouldn't argue with that I think TJ is better than Henry uh, so I mean he's that good you know and, and I know he's 33 but he's 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 we've arguably never seen a hurler like TJ Reid before right so what do you do I mean, our game is built around you know keeping it solid there with Philip at the back and 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 you know, you have this anchor midfielder maybe sitting back to cover off a Roman centre forward. That's fine nine times out of ten. It's fine ninety nine times out of a hundred. But you can't leave TJ Reid between two men and kind of say, right, well, you keep an eye on him and I'll keep an eye on him and, and it's, you're half marking him and trying to close down the space around him. Like, you just can't do that way. He's too good. He's too smart. Um, so you got to, you, you, someone has to mark him. So does that mean, does that force us into a sweeper early days and, and have someone back marking TJ and Philip doing full sweeper? So I don't know what the lads, Darren David and, and, and Rory and Patrick and so on, they'd have to make these calls of the day and we don't know what they're going to be. But it is a huge, huge factor in how this game will play out. Does Philip follow TJ? And if he follows TJ, then, you know, it leaves us more open than we're used to, we're used to being. Philip is the anchor. He sits there in that D area you know and sweeps up and you know sometimes he leaves the centre forward off but our midfielders and our half forwards are tracking back that's fine as I say 99 times out of 100 
but it might not be fine against TJ Reid and against Bally Hale. So that's the that's that's the big one in my eyes and how you handle that and do you be do you, do you say we're gonna start with a sweeper or do you wait and see it pans out and see if they do? I don't Kilkenny I know Kilkenny team, I don't think I've ever seen a Kilkenny team uh, uh, play a sweeper, play a sweeper or Im- implemented first lag, right? So that's the big question and how does that play out and I think that that question alone could have a huge bearing because if, if TJ Reid gets into his flow Arguably, he's, he's 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 as good as we've ever seen once he's in his flow. Like so, that's the big question. But uh, but back to your question, yeah, I think it's it's well, it's, it's it is hugely exciting. I think it's uh, it's something. And we talked that Benny Hale had put the old uh, the old, the green and white on the rock there, but it turns out turns out they didn't. It turns out it's the one kind wise, yeah. But they get the double whammy. It's a good story though. No, yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> it got a, a lot of clickbait on yeah. the line. Uh, Jerry, the last day, Slough Neil. I think they're the first team in a couple of years that actually put it to Bally Gunner tactically. They brought back their wing forward. He almost emulated what Philip does. And they've used to the ball, it was excellent. They kept it away from Philip. They tried to isolate Barry inside with Brendan Rogers, And it seemed to really work. Bally Hale, as a typical Kilkenny team, usually just go out and play their own style. They never seem to take too much notice of the opposition. I think with respect to Bally Gunner, they're gonna to have to. With the inside line, you know, Desi, if there's a lot of focus on Desi, we've seen the last day Billy O'Keefe pops up. If Billy O'Keefe is the focus on him, you've Kevin and Mikey Manny coming into the game. So it's going to be interesting to see will Bally Hale go to an orthodox tree at the back because if a player comes out, like you said, and he roams a sweeper and they counteract what Bally Gunner are doing, that leaves space for Desi. And there's one thing that Desi loves in that space. So do you think Bally Hale will try focus on Bally Gunner's full forward line or will they just go out and do their own job? That's a good question, uh, uh, Seamus. It's very hard to know because, they, they, they can, as with all Kilkenny teams, they do play an orthodox game you know, without, without using a sweeper. But uh, they, they might have, I don't know if, if uh, Darren Mullen will be the one assigned to, to marking uh, uh, Desi. He's a damn good cornerback. Um, and they might feel, look, at, he's good enough to, to mark him, but... Uh, Desi has shown in the past that if, once he has a bit of space, then he is he is lethal. So it'll be a big. I mean, we we spoke about being worried about about T.J. Reid, the great T.J. Reid. I've no doubt they're worried about Desi. Uh, but then when they look back on the on the on the semi-final and indeed some of the matches in Munster, they'll see the contribution that Kevin and, and Mikey Manny made. Uh, and that the, all the, Billy O'Keefe has scored five goals in the in the in the cha- since the, the county final. Billy was played in the in the half back line in, in Waterford, and then when Philip when Philip came back, uh, Billy was moved up front, which to me was the best place for him. He is a, he is a better forward than he is a, a half back. So like they have they have more than than Daisy to worry about, just as. I suppose when we think about, we'd have more than TJ to worry about in their in their side. So it'll be interesting to see what what plan they will have for 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 Desi. But uh, we'd be hoping that they just leave one man on him and, leave, and that there'll be a lot of space in front of him because Desi will really try thrive on that. But you never know with these Kilkenny fellas what they have up their sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try keeping it politically correct here. Yeah. Um, Andy Stephen O'Keefe, uh, regardless best club keeper within Watford no doubt the last couple of years probably one of the best keepers in Ireland if you look at Owen Murphy you have Quaid with Limerick he plays a massive part in how Ballygunner set up and orchestrating it his puckouts are going to be crucial because Kilkenny teams are known for being physical and dominating in the air do you think he'll have a different strategy than the Slough Neil because Slough Neil game they were physical and they were dominant in the air and the one thing about the Ballygunner team they're not the highest in terms of height now they're very physically strong fast and fit 
do you think Stephen will have to change his game going into the final or will it just be a case of stick to normal um, I suppose look first of all I suppose the Slough Neil game was was always going to be a potential banana skin because as much as we consider ourselves being an experienced team going in there Slough Neil have been very experienced as well in all our semi-finals albeit through football as well you know so they were always going to be a tough team to play with, play against and you know if you look at any of the teams over the last I suppose 12 months to 2 years it's the football teams have caused the most hassle because the likes of Lockmore in the in, in the Munster um, semi-final and you had Slockneil in the because they play a kind of a running game similar to what what we do um, but going back to Saki um, I would consider Saki along with Owen Murphy of, of Glenmore as the two best keepers in the country you know by by country mile and you know when it comes to club hurling Saki like has done more than most players you know I know we have you know we've, we we referenced the forwards earlier on but Saki has done more than any other player probably on the team to keep out the, like some of the shots he's pulled off or saves he's pulled off has has been unre- unbelievable like you know and a lot of them at close range as well you know so his reflexes are very good and you know uh, you mentioned his puck outs I think look I don't think the, the I'd hoped lads would deviate too far away from what they've been doing. You know, like as Fergus said, they will have to make some allowances, you know, in some changes in their game plan. But I'd be hoping that they try and, you know, in the expanses of, of Crow Park, that they try and keep it as much as what they've been doing the whole time because um, it's been working. You know, and I think, you know, looking at Saki, he's able to drill a ball 60 yards, 70 yards into a lad's hand or into the space for him, or else he can give a short one, you know. So it's great. It's not many clubs have a goalkeeper like that that can actually change it up whenever he, he sees and like he's playing exactly what he sees in front of him you know if he sees that the long puck out is on into space he'll give it if it's not he'll try and pick someone out short an interesting point from the last day Fergal in the semi-final we mentioned panel earlier no subs used thoughts mm. on that yeah it was an interesting one it was an interesting one um, I don't even know what to think about it uh, Seamus uh, other than I suppose the back the players around the pitch and I suppose that's been a Brian Cody thing for, for many years to back the players that you had faith in to pick in the first place and uh, don't think you know I know it's easy to say this in hindsight but I don't think there was any time in the game where they had to panic or there, there, there was there was players that you felt yeah we had to make a change there kind of thing like so I think they just held faith you know you could argue to even kill a game near the end maybe maybe bring on bring on one or two but like um, I don't think it's a lack of faith in their bench. I think it was more of a case of the faith in what was on the pitch. Um, I think the players were on the pitch. They trusted to close out the game, and, 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 and that's what they did. So, But it was an interesting one. Ordinarily in games that time of the year, particularly with heavy conditions and whatnot, you, know, you expect to use 18, 19, sometimes 20 players. Um, but, but I think the bench is strong. Um, the bench is strong when you look at the likes of Barry O'Sullivan and Eddie Hayden and Speedy. Jake Foley and Harry Ruddle and so on many others um, with strong bench um, I suspect in the, in the final we'll see some of that bench being used and it's interesting Jerry, about the bench the players that Fergal has just referenced there they probably start on every other senior team within Waterford so it shows the calibre of player that's in Ballygunner currently and it must I suppose when you have fellas that are on the panel and you could have more fellas, I know Squelchie and a few others that are in behind the scene and they're on the panel, when you have that, that everyone's driving each other because there's so much competition, it's almost like an inter-county setup. And you said there's a buzz about training. It must be a great atmosphere to be involved in. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And I mean, just mentioning a couple of the players, um, Eddie Hayden, for example, Eddie didn't play in, in the Waterford Championship. He was away and then he subsequently came back and 
to me, Eddie Hayden would be would be a must to start on any club team. Eddie Hayden has been so consistent, and even going back to the match against uh, Bally Hale a couple of years ago, mm. uh, Eddie That's was corner back. Corner back, I haven't and, for here. And yeah. uh, five or maybe ten minutes before half time, he broke his thumb, went off at half time, and uh, then a change changes had to be made then, and uh, it certainly weakened the team. And he was marking on Cody in the first in That's the right, first yeah. half, but it was only when 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 Eddie went off. Um, now he would be on any team, but the six backs that Ballygunner have been uh, have been using, you couldn't drop any of them. Yeah, there's no room for Eddie Hayden to start. But if any of them get injured, or hopefully they won't be playing poorly, then no matter whether it's in the full back line or the half back line they've already made so but he's probably the first back to come on he'll, 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 he'll start in the full back line and uh, I suppose Ty Foley possibly would move out if there's one of the one of the half backs and, uh, and even going moving up Fergal mentioned a few of the, of, of the, of the forwards uh, like for example Speedy Power was, was a top forward and uh, he's, he's actually playing very very well uh, in, the, in, in, in training and in, in, in matches that they've had. So if he had to come on, I think, and he's just to mention one, Harry Sullivan, the same would apply to Harry Roddle and, and, uh, and uh, Barry O'Sullivan. Like he, the, the, the team wouldn't be weakened if, if, if those players came on. You mentioned goals. Um, it's a key thing for Valley Gunner, and it's probably every game nearly that they played over the last 10 years. When they have a chance, it's like the old Kilkenny, they always take it. And that transition where Billy's gone from half back midfield into corner forward, it's been a revelation. Five goals since the Waterford County final, as Jerry said. Did people in Valley Gunner, when Billy was moved, did they almost question the move, or was it a case of, we'll see what he's like? No, well, I, like I was at a few of the league games earlier on, and. Um, the, Billy was playing up in the forwards and he looked very comfortable there mm. like Billy is a very very talented player like he's a very skillful player you know and I suppose the biggest thing that Billy has in his, in his I suppose armour is he's very clever you know so he's he's two or three yards ahead of probably the player he's marking and maybe that's why the forwards suit him because he seems to be slipped in, slipping into these positions um, and you know he seems to be always in the right place at the right time to get that pass and generally he's put it in the net I'm not too sure. Has he has he scored six goals? That maybe has he? I think Since it's five or six. Is it five? Yeah, is it five? Is it? Yeah, it's like it's five. a fair return, like for in, in, a back going to the forwards. It's unusual, matches, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like we tried it with Fergal a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you scored five goals in your whole career, man. Scored about <laughs> three, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give Fergal his due, right? As a back, he was probably. I remember I was only saying to you earlier, Andy. Uh, Fergal came on. I think you were about 38 or 39 at the time. He came on 2012. We were beating you in half time, you came on no, centre back. We were stuck at the time that time. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He could always do a job as centre back, there's no doubt about that, but I don't think you ever had the legs to go up in the forest. Like, really. <laughs> he um, played in the Munster semi final, yeah, I did, yeah. Munster semi final, we got bet again, of course, yeah. No coincidence. No coincidence, no. Looking back from your own time, is there any regret in a sense that you didn't push on and win an All-Ireland your own group? Uh, I would say a regret is that Christmas we had in 2001 was a regret for sure. Um, like, you know, we've only had three All-Ireland semi-finals. Uh, we've lost two. Um, I think the last time we played Ballyhale, look, 
if we were being honest with ourselves, Belly Hale deserved to beat us that day. Like, right, there was a few things went wrong, and Eddie Hayden was certainly one of them, and uh, breaking his toe, and you know, there's the ball getting caught in the goal and whatnot. But ultimately, you couldn't go away from that game saying Belly Hale weren't the better team. They were the better team, and they deserved to win it, and 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 and, and they went on and won the All Ireland. Um, but if you go back to 2001, I think if 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 we played Clarence Bridge, and Clarence Bridge were a good team, but we were as good, if if not better, and we didn't beat him. Um, we underperformed. We didn't perform at all, really. And, and there's no question the Holy Whale was Munster back then, right? And that was what we were target set on. And when we won it, it was almost like celebrating. Just broke. Yeah, it's just, and, 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 and you know, there's this whole thing about you're in bonus territory and there's no pressure on. And you know, I don't buy that, really. I think you, you play to the, 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 the level of your expectation or ambition, you know. And our level of our expectation or ambition was to win Munster. And whereas we were in bonus territory, we underperformed, and it was lost opportunity for sure. And funny thing about that is, we won Munster, and um, which is it was a tough Munster to win. We had to beat St Joseph de Rebeerfield, who were the, the kingpins at the time, the clear champions. Then you had to beat Tommy Vara, Tommy Dunn, and Co. And then you had to beat Black Rock from Cork. So it was a tough Munster championship to win. And we were deserving winners. Like we were, we were. It wasn't just we got a run. We were deserving winners. And I honestly thought at that stage um, we'd win another two or three in my time um, and we didn't and just goes to show you how hard it is to win and uh, we were beaten by a point a couple of times um, but uh, we Desi didn't win was, Desi was mascot for one of them was he? Desi was yeah. mascot for one was he? very good yeah. but um, uh, so I regret absolutely regret that we didn't we didn't I don't know perform better for whatever the reasons were against Karen Bridge because these are opportunities that when you get them you have to take them with both hands and probably regret then as well Mount Sinai went on after that to, to win three beat us in three finals in a row and they won their Munster Club then in 2002 um, and we okay, we were an aging team but there was more in us and probably we didn't get the best out of ourselves then so was there another Munster Club championship it possibly was but we didn't grab it but look we're, we're, we were happy enough with, and we had a good time we had a good, <laughs> we had a good time we had. just looking at this group the last couple of years since 2018 there's been seven changes to the team that will play more likely in the, the All-Ireland final um, Ballyhale obviously it's a unique final in itself that Ballyhale are only up the road the, the, both clubs are so close and I know there is a little bit of a crossover for example uh, my grandmother's no solver from Ballygunner and her mother was from Ballyhale and you know there's all this, this local uh, I suppose element to it that you wouldn't normally get in All-Ireland final day but in saying that Ballygunner as a passage man saying that I, I was quoted before would I say this I think they deserve overall now I know in sports sometimes you don't get what you deserve but I think this team the calibre of players it has what goes on behind the scenes the fundraising the money the effort I think Ballygunner deserve to win this All-Ireland final and you can say sometimes people get there if they're playing Ballyhale it's just on merit it's a day out we'll go up there and we'll see how we get on I think this is one that Ballygunner and I don't think anyone in Watford would begrudge Ballygunner if they won this All-Ireland final and in my opinion I think they will win it and what I'm going to ask you now Jerry, if you take off your Ballygunner cap do you believe Ballygunner will win it? Well I suppose uh, Seamus I'd say I think they're in with a very good chance uh, and I feel I, I'm actually glad they're playing uh, Ballyhale and uh, in preference to St Thomas and I think a lot of a lot of people now maybe not 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 everyone but a lot of people in Ballygunner uh, want to play Ballyhale uh, but I think you have to you have to just think of their record you know they, I mean they 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 won the last two times it wasn't played last year um, I would say if they can play the way they're capable of playing I feel they will win. But that is, that is a big if. 
uh, and obviously it's going to be a tough tough challenge but they're 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 certainly prepared for it and I, I, I feel they have a good chance a very good chance yeah. the the last day Andy um Looking at the campaign so far, you would say, to a certain respect, Desi was quiet enough, and obviously Billy done a lot of damage, and Peter Hogan, uh, you know, Ronan Power, you had Philip, um, Shane, there's a lot of contribution in the team. I think if Desi gets, obviously Crow Park is a dreamland for Desi with the space that's there. I think this is the stage now for Desi, obviously since he's come back, he's been in the county scene, he's played a bit of football as well. Next, our next Saturday could be the day that Desi lights up Crow Park. And I think everyone that watches him just gets excited when he gets on the ball and there's a buzz about it. It's almost a euphoria when he's out in the field. Do you feel Desi will have pressure going in on him or is it a case that there's so much talent within the team he can just go about his business? Well, I hope there's not, there'll be no pressure on Desi going into this game because since Desi's come back and, and I suppose got back involved in the hurling side of it, you know, he's paid back Ballygunner no end in the last couple of years, you know, in terms of his performances and... You mentioned he's lit, like to light up Crow Park. Every field that Desi's gone into, he's nearly lit up, you know, in terms of his scoring. And you may, like people said he was quite last day. He still scored five points, you know. Like if if every forward scored five points, we'd be we'd be we'd be well ahead, you know. Um, look, my take on it is, is like if if the lads bring the speed of the game that they played against Kilmallock, and if they if they can match the physical element that they brought against Loch Neil, I think the lads will do it. And they have that is the, the minimum requirement because they've set that standard for themselves and they know themselves that that has the standard. They have to meet that standard and if not, get a little, even a little bit more out of themselves to do it. And if they do that, well, then you will see space opening up for the likes of Desi. You will see space opening up for the likes of uh, Billy O'Keefe, Peter Hogan. And, and I suppose one player that we didn't mention was Mikey Manny. I think Mikey Manny has been playing unbelievable stuff for Ballygunner this year. Both in the county, in, in in the county games, in the club games here within the county, but he's taken that form with him outside uh, into Munster as well. And obviously the last day against Loch Neil, you know, he doesn't probably get the credit he deserves, but he does a lot of work off the ball and he does a lot of running, you know. And he carries a lot of ball both himself, Peter Hogan, up into that forward line, you know. And you know, if they can replicate that those performances and bring out the best of them. I'm like Jerry. I, I'm delighted that it's Ballyhale to meet because I think all the pressure is on Ballyhale. You know they're going for, as Fergus said, three in a row. But they're also, I suppose, 50 years. This is their 50 year as a club as well. So the expectation, you know, even from their side of it, is to, that they, that they have to win it or that they're going to win it. Whereas the lads, you know, the expectation from the lads, it wasn't once a club. It was once a club in our time. The expectation from the boys is to win in All Ireland. You know, and I don't think they'll put any pressure on themselves. I think if they go out and throw off the shackles, I think they'll they'll, they'll do the business. The Kilmallock performance is an interesting one. It's probably the most accomplished performance that I've seen in Munster Club for a very very long time. And Kilmallock are no poor team. They came out of Limerick. You know, you have Patrick Swell, you have Napierschig, you've Dune. They they a really strong Limerick Championship. But that day was just an exceptional performance from Ballygunner. Yeah, it was just like the day when it all came together for sure. And uh, on every level um, and it was it was an exceptional performance and I think that's maybe when I think, I think not that people hadn't taken notice of Belly Gunner but it was really when people started feeling like well this is the team to beat and um, yeah I, I mean ultimately if, if, if we are to be beaten and you can look at this both ways I mean Ballyhale will have to be good to beat Belly Gunner 
Now, Ballygunner have to be good to beat Ballyhale too, because you've two really exceptional teams. And it was that was an exceptional performance. And Ballyhale haven't been lighting up the apart from the Ballycolly game, they haven't lit up the Leinster Championship. I mean, you know, and, and you could argue in terms of run-ins, they had the easier run-in in terms of I mean, not specifically talking about clubs, but in terms of of counties in you know in 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 in, in and, and Offaly, if you compare that to to, to Clare Tip and, and Limerick, you know, in most man's languages, that would mean that we had a tougher run. Albeit that St Thomas is obviously you know was 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 a huge game for them. So to some extent, Ballyhale are, are, are in this year in terms of form are the, are the lesser known quantity if you like because they've been playing probably in games that you couldn't read as much into. Whereas there's probably a bit more of a read on Ballygunner and. Um, uh, but yeah, that that was the day. I think that we, we've said it probably a couple of times. We said when we played Ballyhead that this was exceptional. But uh, you know, of, of if you go back over the last five years, probably when this team has matured and been in lots of big games, um, that was probably the total performance. I'm gonna. We're coming towards the end of the show here, the, the Riverside Cottage, and I just want to thank the the premises and the lads for having us here. Fergal, uh, same question I asked Jerry: Will Ballygunner win? Again. If we perform, yes. If we perform, yes. But that's a big. Like you know, you could argue then if Ballyhill perform to their best, you know, geez, they're going to be so hard to beat if they're at their best. So it's it's for the neutral, as you say, geez, it's 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 it's. it's you couldn't ask for better like because there's been a lot of bad on Ireland hurling club finals in recent years. Um, I don't think this is going to be one of them. I do think, and again, respectfully to all the other clubs, I think the two best clubs. In the country are there. I think it's the it's the it's the one we've been waiting for for all our lives. And uh, if we perform, we'll have to perform. We will have to be at our best or very very close to our best. If we are at our best, I think we'll win it. Yeah, I think we'll win it. Andy, Bally Gunner to win. Bally Gunner to win. Yeah. Jesus, the, the two lads kind of went around about we answered. Yeah, Andy yeah, just yeah. to get Bally Gunner. Bally Gunner to win. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I think I, I as I said to you, the Kilmallock game for me, and I agree, Fergal. That was the kind like that's the best I've seen that team play. In all, in, the t- in all the time I'm watching them you know and like there's a lot of players after you know obviously getting older since then and they're like Parig Manny that was the best game I've seen Parig Manny playing in a couple of years you know and like he's been putting in great performances but like he controlled the whole setup. and that's a, my, my thinking is if they can put in that performance and bring the physical side that they showed against Loch Neal I think they'll win it it's almost uh, like just Christmas. like that Fergal just say it out <laughs> <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what that is now I'll, I'll give him a plug in. that's WLR hat on he needs to be yeah, political yeah, about yeah, his answer yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. it's almost like Christmas day I suppose All-Ireland Club final it's the, the biggest day of the year you dream of it when you're younger and I asked earlier on what would it mean uh, it'd also be great for Waterford hurling in general not just Ballygunner obviously it's a great achievement for Ballygunner but Waterford have been knocking on the door in terms of the inter-county scene and we wish the lads the best of luck in the coming year and they seem to be the second best team behind Limerick it would really start to put Waterford back on the map if Ballygunner won yeah, well, we haven't won a senior All-Ireland since 1959 in any rate right? so I mean uh, it'd be huge I think to be fair we have the support of the vast, vast majority of the county, there will always be club rivalries and, 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 and uh, sometimes they can't be put aside. Um, but I think we've supported the, the vast, vast majority of the county. And I think most people feel that. And Whereas I know most people don't want us to win the county championship. That's understandable. If you're not from Ballygunner, you'd want someone else. Everybody wanted Rome more to win. Of course you did. That's natural. That's if I wasn't from Ballygunner myself I'd want Rome more to it's win it's probably the one final I didn't want either team to win yeah. to be honest <laughs> no, no. but like everybody wants to see Ballygunner beaten in the championship next year and that's completely understandable right mm. completely understandable we get that I do think that now you know the whole county should 
rally behind Ballygunner and this will be huge for Warford Hurling huge for Warford Hurling and if you go back to when Ballygunner we were talking about 2001 Ballygunner won the, or in 2001 and Mount Sain won in 2002 and those two club Munster Championships kind of gave a bit of confidence to Warford to go on and win Munster Championship in 2002 and De La Salle won it as well yeah so I mean um, it'll be huge for Warford Hurling uh, and you know I hope and I think and I plea with everyone in the county to get behind us and get up to Crow Park if you can because it'll be great days of hurling uh, and of course the football is on after so yeah. it's a double header you know yeah. it's a day out in itself yeah. mm-hmm. the, it, the one thing for me that stands out when you're growing up and you're watching the likes of your heroes play it must be great for all the juvenile side of the club jury to be looking up to see their heroes going to Crow Park you know putting performances in, in on the TV you have tonight raising awareness and doing a preview to show the juveniles must be loving this at the moment Oh, absolutely. The, and the, they have so many heroes. Uh, I mean, the, every single player is a hero with, uh, with the juveniles, obviously, some more, than, some more than others. And each player, I suppose, each young player has his own, his or her own uh, idol. Um, I, I suppose Desi would be the, at the moment would be the most popular. But uh, there'd be some, there'd be some, uh, there'd be, there'd be many of the others are very high on, on the list. And... Uh, they, 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 their attitude to training, I think, is is fantastic. When you when they look at the way the seniors train and they see the skills that they have, and it does really encourage them on to, to do a lot better. And you see fellas up on the field now. There's no training much on at the moment. There's only one or two teams actually doing collective training. But some of the lads are are up there individually trying to trying to improve their skills, and that's purely because they they, they actually want to be around. When they to see the player, the, the seniors training, so it's it's brilliant for them now. Brilliant. It must be. Um, I suppose we haven't mentioned him a lot, Dara. It must be a, a nice headache to have having the caliber of players that you can choose from. But as Jerry just mentioned, the way the lads uh, both on and off the field hold themselves, you know, even when they do interviews, they come across very well spoken, very manneredly. As they represent the club, it must be great, and Dara must just look at it and. He must be excited every time he goes out with Ballygunner because most times, as Fergal was saying, 99 times out of 100, Ballygunner always perform. You know, you have players all around the field that can light up any game. And for Dara, it must just be the perfect scenario. I think it is. Like, you know, I suppose I suppose the big thing, I suppose Dara has to probably do over the next week or, or so, or the next couple of days really, is to keep, a, I suppose, a lid on that excitement, I suppose, and kind of, you know, keep the lads focused on, on the game. But... Look, I think in fairness to him and in fairness to, I suppose, all the rest of the, the, the area as well, you know, like this team are probably playing the best hurling they've played, you know what I mean, in the last couple of years and they're leaving it, they're, they're doing it now when, when, when we need them most, you know. Um, I think the form book is in Ballygunner's favour because I know uh, Fergal alluded to there, I don't think um, Ballyhale are playing as well, you know, but look, in a final players that don't play well all year suddenly come out and have the game of their life so you know anything can happen um, you mentioned there about the young kids I think the biggest trouble we'll have with the young kids is trying to keep them off the field in Crow Park because they're generally out, out everywhere else in every other place that we're trying to keep a bit off it you know but um, look there's great excitement around you know um, and you know the young kids themselves it's great for them to see it because I know when we won 2001 Philip and Parry were in for 6th and 5th and 6th class you know when we brought the cup in and you know, like even at that time as well, there was a lot of water for people on the field after that match, you know, that were delighted to see to see Ballygunner win and subsequently Mount Sion to De La Salle and it, it was a whole new era for Waterford Hurling 
hopefully, you know, Ballygunner winning uh, Sunday week or yeah, Saturday week, sorry, will will um, will boost on Warford hurling again another little bit, you know. And I, could I could I say as well that after our Munster final win, indeed, after the All Ireland semi final, the, the the messages of congratulations that the club has got from all over the county, and before the final already, I know it's still well over a week. But already we've got we've we've got messages of support from from different clubs. Galtier being one, uh, Ballyduff Upper being another. My the, the club where I'm from, St Mary's Sleeve Goa, is another. They're just three and passage, uh, and passage of course. Yeah, but uh, they, they, and and individuals, individuals. I've met people from different different parts of the county, and uh, every single one of them wished us well, and and I know they're genuine. And I would reiterate the, the point that Fergal made, you know, uh, I was looking at even train times earlier on or, you know, hotel prices for next weekend. It is a double header. And I think everyone in the county should get behind Ballygunner. And especially if you have young kids, it's a great day out to go up. You have the double <coughs> header. And I'm certainly looking forward to it. I'm going up to watch it myself. Um, we'll wrap it up there. I just want to say thanks very much to Tree. Uh, I genuinely wish you the best of luck and uh, I'd be delighted if Ballygunner won because I said for Waterford Hurling for the next generation coming through it does inspire um, and hopefully in a couple of weeks you never know we could be doing an after show I wouldn't say I'd say it could be like to tell you one after a month or finally no. leave it for a couple of weeks uh, I'd say we'll, we'll have to leave it for a couple of weeks but uh, just again to mention the Riverside Cottage thank you very much for, for hosting us and uh, tune in next week to I Love My Club by where you get all your local content for both Camogie and Harlan within Waterford Wherever you're listening, whether it be Ballyduff or Ballygunner, Passage or Portlaw, Dungarvan or Dunhill, tune in to I Love My Club by the podcast that brings you closer to Camogie and Hurling in the Waterford club scene. Don't forget, Hurling is our passion.